guys, welcome back. This is the second part to last week's discussion on life as a black individual in the UK. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Generation Brown. Subscribe, share, rate and review. Enjoy. We've got a list of some racial microaggressions. I don't know if anyone's ever come under under fire with any of these. I've got, where are you really from? I've definitely been asked that before. Loud black, like, oh, loud black girls on the back of the bus. <laughs> wow, that was aggressive when you're just merely saying something that you might just be passionate about. And is that your real hair? Slash, can I touch your hair? Standard, that one. So I want to speak on this one real quick. Like, there's so many because, like, we play sports, football being a big one. If you just see what the media have done to Raheem Sterling over the years, you'll know that the microaggressions are real. So the media play a big part. But it's interesting because I've got a couple of people like at work. One of the guys probably will listen to this. He listens to uh, my other pod and stuff. And he's a liberal guy. Um, he's a good guy. No problem. I banter with him when I think things are borderline and he could be stepping over the mark. But generally, he kind of is aware but what was interesting is, um, I can't remember what the subject was the other day, but we were speaking and he um, reminded or recalled when I was struggling to get a venue for Nia's 18th birthday party. And I remember telling him that I was struggling because nobody wants to hire their venue to a bunch of 18-year-olds. This was, bearing in mind, this about three years ago. He recounted it to me just the other day oh, yeah, I remember when you were struggling with your daughter's 18th birthday. Nobody wanted to give it to you, um, yeah, because it was like a group of black 18-year-olds. I was like, I never mentioned the word black at all um, because a lot of the dealings I would have had would have been over the phone or via email. You don't go to these venues. You speak to them. You see them online and you speak to them. So his own obviously understanding was the venues weren't being given to me because my daughter was black when all I said was it was because she was 18 and that's the whole stereotypes that we are given and that are perceived in the media and everywhere else that led him to believe that because I never said that once and that's how he's recounted it um when I continue speaking he took that out of the conversation I think he realized um but I think we need to start calling it out. And I think these are the awkward conversations. And that's why I've said it on the pod, because these are the awkward conversations that we need to start having. So that's just one recently, but there are millions of others. I'm going to let other people speak on theirs, but definitely there's millions. Um, I actually face quite a few. I'll just list a few of them. The first time I ever faced a racial microaggression was, we was in Turkey, I think. And every time, well, in the past, every time we would go on holiday, we were the only black people in the whole hotel. But this time it was on like an excursion. So we was on a boat trip. I think I was probably about 14, maybe 15. And this Turkish man on the boat was talking to me and he was like, oh, where are you from? So obviously I said London. And then he was like, oh, oh, like London. I said, yeah, you know, the UK, London. And he goes, oh, like, no, where are you really from? And then like done it, like sort of gestured my skin color and said, oh, you don't look like you're from London. And then I had to do like a whole explanation to him of my background. So that was like the first time, but I get it quite a lot with, with my voice usually. My voice and, and sometimes my hair, when I had hair, they would say, um, oh, 
your hair your hair's like really soft or your hair's really long are you fully black you don't sound like a black person like I'll, I'll never forget the first time I voice noted James he literally thought I was a catfish because he was like your voice just does not match your face and I just sort of think well what do you expect me to say like yo yo wagwan like do you expect me to speak like a <laughs> I just I don't understand why say it I again say it again Lee and, <laughs> yo 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 wagwan what are you saying <laughs> question then well how many of us feel that we can be distinguished or, no, not distinguished, identified over the phone, uh, our ethnicity by our voices. Do you feel that you sound English or do you feel that people know that you're black? I don't think anyone has any idea that I'm black when I'm on a professional call now. Yeah, well, Alix, you're slightly different. <laughs> so? No, no one knows I'm black, especially with the name Zoe as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's fair. Tish? I do feel like there, there is a different sound from a that. black person's voice and a white person, person's voice. I can instantly go on the phone and hear, like, if I'm speaking to a white person. So, Chalicia, yeah. before, if you had never met me or before we met and I called you up and I was like, oh, hey... How's it going? No, I'm not going to lie. You, you do sound Would you be like, who is this? I'm like, how's it going? But you know, I think it is. Like, you know, I think it is. It's all about where you... <laughs> no, I don't mean... But I think it's just like where you come from as well. Like, yeah, you're in the environment. Because obviously you, you lot went to a, um, a school in... Da is it Dagnum? It was Ilford, but I had plenty of black friends and so did Maya. <laughs> no, leaks. no leaks i think you are um very uh unique in the sense of your actual it's not just the way you speak it's your tone it's our secret weapon you're actually yeah the, the decibel yeah, <laughs> secret weapon the decibels you reach in your speech is very different a lot of the why people can tell black people when they're on the phone they have more bass in their voice like yeah it's standard especially the men Obviously, I've worked in the city for a long time, so I know how to put on my Cockney and how to put on my less baseful voice. But I 100% understand. It's not just voice, it's names as well. We are characterised by names. If Talisia puts in her CV, if Alika puts in her CV, um, you straight away will be identified as black or non-English. Jamaican. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, Jamaican. No, you will be. I'm not going to front. You will be. I always get told my name Ryan from Shaniqua, and I really don't enjoy being told that. So, AB, question to you then. Is that why you change the names that you've given to your younger children? Or thought about what? When you say change them? Yeah, I think... Like, I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying his name right now because I think he's too young to be on the pod and I think they should grow up a bit before we start throwing their names out and putting them out there like that. But I feel that the name you chose, it obviously, is a, it's a very, obviously, it's a great name. It suits him um, impeccably. But I feel that if he was to, they were to see his CV, they wouldn't know by his name whether he was black, white, Chinese or Indian. I'm not so, talking about Chinese or Indian. So, okay. <laughs> no, so it's a good point. No, so it's a good point. That's a very, very, very good point because what I wanted to call him was Neymar and he's playing football right now as we speak, right? Because I thought Neymar was going to be the next one off the rail, the superstar. Yeah, yeah, no, what it is, right? I was going to call my first son Romario, but my brethren 
our bedroom beat us to it. So, but that's a Jamaican, that sounds Jamaican to me. So, you must love <laughs> it. Does. It does, it's Brazilian. <laughs> see, it's Brazilian. Island. We'll get onto the island love in a second, <laughs> yeah, Antonio. Anyway, um. What what happened was it's actually his mum who chose the name, but I didn't disagree with it, and I thought, you know what, it can work for those very reasons. I read a book, um, I believe it's Tipping Point, and in Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, very good read, everyone. Malcolm, send me some money for the plug. Um, <laughs> in the, <laughs> it's either Tipping Point or it's the one of the free economics. But what they do is they analyze things differently. They'll say like, why is it that um, black people, for example, suffer um, higher unemployment? But the CV point is one of the things they touch on. And yeah, it's what they really do. They will look at your CV. I've done it myself. I've reviewed CVs. And you draw, you paint a picture in your head when you see a name, you see an area, you see... Um, university qualifications or qualifications you paint a picture and the name Neymar Romario would have resonated black urban ethnic whatever however they want to classify us and that's what it would have done so when the name was presented by his mum I was like cool I can work with that unknown you won't know who he is what he is yeah, yeah. I feel like we've done that with uh, our youngest one as well if you saw her Fame. name on a CV, she's on, she's on the pod. Oh yeah, she is, isn't she, Logan? <laughs> if you um, if you yeah, if you saw her name on a CV, you wouldn't know what colour she was, what sex she was. Like she's got fair play, I think, yes, on a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't American think you would. Name. Yeah, you wouldn't even. Yeah. yeah, yeah I no. Like it. Boy, girl, white, black, green or purple. Non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naya, are you there? Have you faced any racial microaggressions? I feel like you you sound kind of similar to me, just a bit more Essex. Um, in prim in primary school, I feel like I don't know if it's a racial aggression, but I feel like it was slight. There was a slight racism in someone's comment, so I went on a girl's sleepover. I think I was in year five. And I, I was the only black girl in my class. I had some mixed race friends and majority of the girls were white. And it was the girl's birthday and her mom, and then the girl said to me, um, my mum likes you because your mum's mixed race, but my mum doesn't normally like black people. Oh, okay. But when I was younger, I felt, when I was younger, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because my mum's mixed race, she's not 100% black. I feel like, okay, I'm accepted. So like, when I was younger, I just I, I saw nothing of that comment and just thought, okay, I'm accepted. She's like, she likes me, but she doesn't normally like, normally like black people. But then as I grew up, I realised, okay, cool. Yeah, that's a bit That's like, a bit, uh... <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I don't, blame, I don't blame my friend because that's all she knows. And I feel like yeah. she, obviously, all the girls in the sleepover they liked me and accepted me but she did I don't think she saw no, anything I don't... wrong with that comment mm. sorry I was going to ask you a question there don't you feel like that that's the mentality of that a group of friends accepts you is the wrong mentality like for you to even have that thought pattern as a child like to hear you say that I, I kind of feel sad that you're thinking about being accepted because of the colour of your skin or not I think there's like, the, the only issue is um, Talisha's son goes to my yeah, primary that, school Yeah, that now. school is very... But, and it's quite white 
I feel like I, as to being the only black girl, I had to feel accepted because that I had no one in my class to kind of mm. be there with me. So I felt like those were my those having those friends were the only option I had. So when she did say that, I felt like oh my gosh, I'm accepted kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, but um, I feel like where my school was based, it was on the borderlines of Essex. So I think that's. You know. Yeah, there's there's more black kids there now, but there's not there's not as much. Yeah. Like I do think that um I feel like it's becoming um I feel like kids are noticing noticing it noticing it a bit earlier now because Kay said to Kay said to me the other day, oh um I'm black and my friends some of my friends are white and I said, Yeah, and that's okay. Like I I feel like sorry, it's okay. Yeah. I feel on. like when at the time I went to secondary, I mean primary school, being an only black girl for me, mm. that's quite shocking. Like, it's actually scary because I had no one to kind of relate with. Mm. I had block, I had there was black boys in my class, but I don't know. We couldn't really like relate because I was a girl. Mm-hmm. Then when I went to secondary school, mm-hmm. I went from being the only black girl in my class to um, being like. The majority yeah. in, the, in the school because in high school there was yeah, hardly was any white people, yeah, so that was a, there was a massive culture difference for me. Yeah. Well, I did kind of feel accepted, but then again, because I went to that primary school, a lot of people's like, "Where are you from? You you, you don't sound like us," kind of thing. Um, and they were they were more like you know because they had grown up around more black people, they could relate more. Mm. So when it came to girls saying to me like, getting rude to me and stuff. I used to cry to my dad and say, I don't want to go to school anymore because they're going to beat me up and I used to be scared and he's, and you know, mm. I feel like there's a big cultural difference. Yeah, you know, I think we, I think explaining to younger kids, like, we have to explain to the younger generation a bit earlier than we would think because I feel like, especially with the racial thing that's happening now, mm-hmm. like, as much as you think they're not noticing it, they are noticing it. I think schools now are more diverse compared to when I was in primary school. I think a little bit. I don't think too much I think because they have to be I feel like social media and TV helps people in the sense where when we were younger we only saw tele that like, we only had the TV mm. just look at cultures do you know what I mean but there's only a few black teachers in schools I think and the man and yeah they're a minority and they're the ones that are having to step in for all the black kids that seem to be getting in trouble or or misbehaving yeah I think there are there are many factors there, guys. Definitely with the teacher thing you touched on, T. That's a really good point. Um, I feel like if you don't have that role model there, you may feel out of place anyway. Um, what I will say, though, Naya, you never told me about that sleepover thing at the time because I would have probably had words with the parents, but you didn't say anything, probably wise. But I think you should have on that one. And I just want to say in general... Um, you made the distinction between mixed race and stuff. But for me, there is no distinction. I just want to be clear on the pod. Mixed race, we see as black. Um, they are black people because they're not white people. So the white people do not see mixed race people as white. So we don't leave them on an island. They're all black. From you've got black blood, you're black in our eyes. So I just wanted to make that definition clear. Um, hopefully everyone agrees with that sentiment. Is that in our eyes or in their eyes? Because I feel like, you know, if they are not the darkest, mixed race people I'm talking about, if they're not the darkest person in the room, they're fine. And I feel that they're, 
they're accepted or socially integrated a lot better. But I feel like from the mixed race person who's the darkest person in the room, then um, white people look at them as black. That's how I feel. Yeah, and this, this is the colorism. This is where it really kicks in. And I know this is um, one of the things that Leaks wanted to speak about. And I'm going to bring it up now. And we're not going to fall out over this, guys, but we're going to speak on it very... <laughs> I see you laughing. So we're going to speak on it very openly. Like what you said, Jay, is, is colorism, right? There was this thing a couple of years ago. I'm going to probably let Leek speak on it more. But there was this thing a couple of um, years ago about DBT. Um and yeah, leaks over to you because it's a real thing and we need to discuss it. Yeah, I was just going to say this really leads into the next topic with the whole light skin versus dark skin debate. So some people don't really think this is a thing, but I, I personally do. Um, on Twitter, it was a few years ago, like Uncle, well, I think Uncle Andrew saw a different side because I didn't actually see the dead black tick. DBT was apparently dead black thing. I didn't see yeah. that one as such, but growing up on Twitter in like 2012 and stuff, I saw a lot of like, uh, black girls and uh, black girls are dead. Black girls have like, black girls shouldn't wear red lipstick. Black girls are like clowns with red lipstick and loads of things like that. A lot of like rappers recently have just been outed for saying it, rappers and influencers. Some of them were actually dark skinned themselves and probably come from dark skinned parents, but still happened to have a problem with us. Um, and the only difference was when they were saying light skin, they weren't just talking about mixed race girls. They were talking about black girls, but light skinned black girls, like when they were saying that how they're so much better and how that they were putting basically one race, they were just putting us against each other. I know colorism is something that goes way back because even like in the Caribbean and stuff, fairer skinned people are more favored than the darker skinned. And I think a lot of the time it's to do with like riches and stuff like that. Oh, I know that's in Asia. Like if you're closer to the sun, then you're deemed as more poor. But, um, yeah, here, growing up, I think it was... No one personally said it to me, but I felt like I was a victim of that attack because, obviously, I am of darker skin. It's a real thing. I think we all felt a victim of it, though, whether light, dark, whatever. We're all black, so... I just want to put it... I'm just going to put it out there that... Um, my mum is of a fairer not, skin tone. Not much fairer. So she doesn't classify... Classi okay, she is much fairer. She doesn't classify as... No one would look at her and say, oh, there's a dark skin girl. I'm not going look into more it, Asian. I don't see it. But anyway, like, if someone says about a black girl, I don't think, no, that's, that doesn't hurt my feelings. That hurts me as well. Like, how dare you? And, and then you've got the cheek, but so what colour's your parents as well? I don't get it. What colour is your mum? How dare you talk about a black a black woman, a black girl like that, in that manner? It's disgusting. It affects both. Light or... Yeah. This whole light... Sorry, sorry, Jay. This whole light and dark thing, I, don't, I, I really don't get it. When I was growing up, it was as well, like, a couple of my light friends was like, yeah, like, all, all my dark friends, they kind of broke it down to me, but I just did not understand it at all i didn't think there was a thing is that because though so your family's built of many different shades of brown i think so probably i know when i was younger i'm the lightest yeah. out of my siblings so when i was younger i didn't i just, i felt they made me feel funny they made me feel like uh, they used to say ah oh, You've been dropped off by the postman. <laughs> I don't. I, when, now, when, <laughs> now, when I think about it, I didn't get the whole thing. 
But now when I think about it, it probably was because I was lighter. But I didn't understand that. I didn't yeah. see us as any different. And I still don't. Going to the CR. Um, Do you know, I think a lot of black families do it to each other as well. Like, um, cough, my dad. like, so when I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying when, like, um, my son was, sm- when was small, like, we would say, oh, like, he's so fit, like, light-skinned and blah, blah, blah. Not thinking that, like, you know, it, like, there's no need to kind of say that and it can mentally, like, break someone down or, you know, like, you're you're a bit darker. Or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, me and Ty growing up, like, people used to say, oh, like, Ty's a bit darker and you're a bit lighter than Ty. Like, like are you not brother and sister? And we're like, yeah, like, we are brother and sister, like, kind of thing. And, like... As, as much as we think we don't take it on, we end up taking it on. And I feel like a lot of it happens in the family as well. And we do it as a, I don't know, like a laughing thing, but like, it's not really that laughable and it can um, cause mental damage. Go No, I was just going to say that I think uh, it's a conditioning, right? Uh, Lika touched on it. Uh, it's happened in the Caribbean, but it happened before the Caribbean. It's uh, very much a thing that happened from slavery, where you had to break down the slaves. Um, and if you um, slept with a slave as a slave master, you had fairer children, and the fairer children were treated differently. They were not um, on the plantation, they would be in the house. And so you had a house slave and then you had a field slave. And from there, you'd already divided us. And this is systematic, systemic um, breaking down. This is part of the Willie Lynch theory of breaking down blacks and pitting them against one another, right? And yeah, and it's gone throughout. It's gone throughout. So even when we were shipped to the Caribbean, we were pitted against each other. So that's continent against continent. That's um, the Caribbean against Africa. And then also within the Caribbean, island against island. This is why Jamaicans don't like Vincentians. We don't know where it's come from. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) Experiences within family. (laughs) (laughs) But can I... All right, so AB, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, Do you feel like when we was growing up, within our direct family, we had a light-skinned, dark-skinned problem? No, I don't recall it, but you, I don't recall a lot of stuff um, from um, when I was younger, not because I was traumatised or anything. You just have a better re- recollection from, like, five or six, and, and it's amazing because, like, there's only 11 months different. So probably you do, but I want to... I'll let you speak on that. But what I want to speak on is when we were growing up as kids and we started being attracted to women... And we chose women and to put posters on our wall. I do recall there were a lot of fairer women than dark, darker women. Yeah, but that, I believe that was because there was a lot of fairer women promoted than yeah, darker women. There wasn't a lot. Yeah, so in the Halle Berry time and all that, there wasn't darker skinned women promoted, like for me. And I'll be honest with you, like, okay, my wife is of fairer complexion than me. 100% but I'll Yardy be honest though. with you, I have <laughs> never, yeah, she's Yardy, but I have never chosen a woman in, in my life. These light skin things just seem to run after me, family. Oh, my God. I swear to God. I 
swear to God, I don't know what their problem is. Like, I, I think they might be. Melanie, might be uh, that's what they say it is. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that because a lot of white um, women tend to go for good old black men. Guys, so yeah. it must be something. Read but your ISIS time papers. As well, they think about the babies. So. Yeah, read your ISIS papers. Trust me. Yeah, I wanted to have kids that were darker than me. Right. So, so, you know, yeah. No, so, um, <laughs> what's her name? I forget the um, author and professor's name. But if you read your ISIS papers, it will tell you that very thing. It's about the children. It's about getting some melanin into your culture and into your system. And the women that have black children, the white women, sorry, that have black children, feel like they now have that blackness in them and obviously you can see it and I always use this woman Kim K because she has taken <laughs> over uh, modern culture her and her sisters and they've all married but Courtney I would have not Courtney no Courtney, not Courtney. Courtney. Courtney yeah Courtney yeah, yeah. No, yes Courtney yeah yeah but she's got some kind of Arabic or something I think boyfriend now yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're Iranian or something yeah. yeah, they've, they've got Iranian, Iranian. Or something like that. Armenian Armenian. Armenian, that's it, yeah. I thought someone said Ghanaian. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what Ghanaian are they? No, they, but they, they use so. them because, obviously, the bums, the lips, the everything. And that's what we're seeing in modern culture. So for us, when we were growing up, we were conditioned into thinking that, don't get me wrong, Halle Berry's still banging, but it was just Halle Berry, Stacey Dash, um, T-Boz, the Pinkett, all of these. Even though Chili, only... Chili was better than them all, bro. Exactly. And then later on, Gabrielle Union came. But that was our conditioning. Our conditioning as it's... I can't remember which movie it was, bro. You might remember. But they, they, they used the line, even your conditioning is conditioned. Meaning, when we look in the shops and we look at the magazines, all we were seeing were white women. So it's Pamela Anderson. I can't even remember because I don't really like any of them, but it was Pamela Anderson, all of these women. And in the movies, that's what we were seeing. We had to watch our own movies to see black women. So from our generation, it was a conditioning. I think it's changing slightly, but when I look on the TV, who's if I ask you guys, who's the um, black women that you see on TV right now? And I know one name that you have to say. Kim's got one. I know Kim's got one. What's that English girl? Who, Maya Jamal? Oh, she's Tracy. Not... Oh, Maya Jamal. What's her name? I think it meant Tracy. But yeah, that's the one. Tracy, yeah, she plays that Tracy oh, bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, She's beautiful. I think she's, her, her. when you look at her face, she's absolutely stunning, but in such an unusual way, because all of her features are perfect. They just... Symmetrical. But they're too perfect together. Yeah, like, yeah, so, but she is absolutely what, beautiful, um, yeah. skin tone does she have? Because I don't know this lady. Dark. She's, she's, she's dark. She's, she's um, yeah. She's darker than. Yeah, she's darker than you, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, she's yeah, an I exception then. Well, she's yeah, an exception then. But I think that's because it's now. I don't think that if she had hit our screen, she wouldn't have hit our screens twenty years ago. And if she had, um, I don't even think she would have got there to be honest. But now. Now she's big because of the time but that I we're in. I don't think people will have posters of her. No. Mm. She doesn't but, really have that. I mean, I don't even know if she's on a poster. She's got an amazing body. I don't see why not. Miss Banks. But she used to present TV. She... Oh, with Joan Sarpong with the Gap. No, she's not from Birmingham, is she? Jamelia. No. 
No. <laughs> Jamelia. Oh no, Jamelia is a singer. She's a singer. Yeah, she's a whoa, 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 she's whoa, not really around. Whoa, 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 this time back and this throwback and this old, old, old she's not around. undertones. She's not around no more. Jamelia. Mel B. Mel B. Mel B. Naya, how old are you? Mel B. Who no, no, no. right. said that? She don't represent me, bro. Who? Oh, my God. I was going to say Mel B is nobody's role model. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't even a role model to her children, Naya, let alone... you've been kicked out of the <laughs> Naya, pay attention and stop being on your phone. No, so my point was more about the faces we see. I've just seen Maya Jammer's face pop up left, right and centre um, this yeah. summer. And before her, was it Rochelle yeah. Humes? Um, and don't get me wrong. But can you see it's all light skin now? It's either, it's, yeah. That's my point, yeah. And that's the conditioning that you will have as a young black man, that you'll be like that light ting, light skin ting or that you light. You can't refer to them as tings, guys. I just want to put that out there. They're ladies or women. All right. <laughs> All right we'll put a Z in front of the T or, or get rid of the T and put a Z. Okay, but what, you know what's so crazy about this whole thing? It's fine for everyone to love Idris Elba, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whether you're white, Chinese, Indian or black, it's fine. If everyone says, oh, man, Idris is bagging, you're like, okay, yeah, he's, he's nice, but he's not better looking than this one, this one, and this one. But it's like, it's fine for everyone to turn around and say they like this dark-skinned brother, but it's crazy that they don't promote mm. the darker-skinned mm. yeah. black women. Jealous of, yeah, yeah. I don't get no, it. But, but that's, that goes back to slavery again, though. That goes back to slavery again. I think. Yeah, it's conditioning. You're right. It's conditioning. Yeah, because white women would go and cheat on their men with the black, with the blackest man, but then the black, the mm. blackest woman actually then then again, yeah, it, it's weird. It's actually weird. But then I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of white men like really really love um, dark skinned women. So dark it's skin. just like yeah, it's changing. It's it's changing. I think there was that. I, I don't know if you guys saw. Do you guys? I don't know if I should even say a name. Say it. Say it. Can I say? Say it. Yeah. Say oh, do you guys do you guys Go listen on. to ZZ Mills? Like, yeah. do you watch her show? Um, that guy that she interviews, is it Gliz? I think that's his name. I don't know. The the white guy, he he was one of the guys that was, like, coming for black girls and, like, dissing black girls. And then she interviewed him. Obviously, she's black, so she wasn't happy with it. Everyone was saying she was really harsh on him. I don't think she I was. I don't think you can ever... Pardon? But basically, he was saying how, like, Oh, I don't. I didn't mean it. I'm not racist. I, I basically grew up Nigerian because his best friend was Nigerian. He was always in the house, and now he's got a black there girlfriend. But he, but he apparently loves black women. Wow. But six years ago, he was jumping on the bandwagon of saying, "Uh, black girls." Uh. Well, well, you know what's funny about that, right? And um, and I'm not trying to tear none of our people down, right? But uh, what's his name? Burner boy. Oh yeah. Steph Lon. And she's she's been dissing dark skinned girls. So how can you diss dark skinned girls and then go with a dark skinned man? And that the mentality behind it I don't get. And I would really love to have a conversation with her because it's like I've seen some of her statements and then she's tried to retract them as well. And I'm just like, it's too late, it's too late. But yet you're with a dark skinned man. So Basically, what you're trying to do is what half of these nations have done, which is create a black 
country of uh, workforce, then engineer them slightly whiter and then re-engineer them or um, yeah, black again, just yeah. like Brazil and all these other places, mm -hmm. you know. And it just, like, it really uh, kind of it strikes a chord or hits a bone with me. Like, black people that don't understand what they're saying or doing within their culture, especially if they have a, a, a position of power, you know, like, okay. you know, they've, they've took Wiley off of social media. They need to take Stefan oh, Don off of social media because I'm offending Fram. I'm serious. I'm offended. Like, I'll be honest. So Stefan, She offends everyone, though. I honest. think she's a bit of a hypocrite. I'll never forget she took a picture of someone in pret a -Manger, a worker. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. And she was like, lol, I could, that could never be me. I could never be up at 6 a.m. working for a next man. But what were you doing before you were Stefan Don? I'm sure you was up early in the morning working for a next man. And I'm sure your family probably are doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. One of your one of your people yeah. must be in it, like. But yeah, I just want to add that. So there's a lot of conditioning. I think we can all accept there's a lot of conditioning, a lot of undiagnosed conditioning here so like we're saying people will diss skin tones but then on one side whether it be female if you're a female and then on the other side be with a dark skinned man because yeah. you want your children to be darker it's crazy i urge everyone to read the isis papers so, Please sorry, read the can ISIS i just say papers. you want your children to be darker but then if you have so if you have a dark daughter is that acceptable then because you don't like dark they don't like dark girls um Ex Exactly, exactly. I don't right. think it is. And I think this is what's going to happen to... I don't know if you guys know who Erin Bedina is, but she's another, like, um, culture vulture. She's a, a white girl from white, from Wales. And she, like, she has, like, the bum and she, like, loves the black culture and stuff. But she was really, like... She would make those comments to, like, black girls, like, wow, that was so aggressive and, like, things like that. There was a whole YouTube thing about it. And now she's had a baby with a black guy. And, you know, babies usually get darker as they get older. This baby yeah. is already quite dark, and she's a girl, so it would be interesting to see how she feels about that. Very. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lead on, because I know Kim's got something to say. But it's funny how much, exactly what I said about Idris Alba, how much we are feared as to, to, when you're dark, you're feared, but they love you so much, right? And they do it with the guys. And I think their whole thing is um, they fear, they don't know how to approach a dark-skinned woman. They feel that they've got more in common with a fair-skinned woman so they can approach them, right? But I honestly believe they love the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice scenario, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and I think it's crazy because in primary school, they used to say to me, oh, why do you stand like that? And when they meant, what they meant by that was basically because my back was slightly curved because I've got a big bum, they was like, oh, why do you stand like that? And I said, like, what? And they would push out their bum and arch their back, right? Then they'd be like, oh, but you've got quite big lips, right? And I'm like, yeah, cool. But as I got older, everything they turned around and asked me, why is it like that, is the reason why every, all the girls, like the girls that liked me, liked me. They're like, oh, my God, your lips are amazing. Your bum's amazing. Your figures are made, you know. So it was like everything they were kind of not putting me down for, but questioning were the things that they ended up truly loving. And then you see, you know, uh, the, their culture injecting stuff into their lips and into their bums to have what I had naturally. Do you know what I mean? Which is crazy because you would try and condition me to make me not love myself 
But then mm. later on in life, you want to be exactly like me and you're doing damaging things to yourself to have what I have naturally. So Kim's trying to be you like you, me? is that what you're saying? Anyway, Kim's Kardashian's trying to, trying to be like you, bro. <laughs> This was not what Kim Kardashian. I'm, t- mate, I'm talking about this kid. She tried to re-engineer me, like, you know what I mean? Tried to go back and get the the, the black roots in her. Uh, excuse me. Right. <laughs> um, just going on that topic of kind of having kids that are darker than you. Um, obviously I'm quite fair, and obviously my mum's my mum's dark and my brother's dark, and people would always ask us if we had the same parents, uh, which we do. Um, but he probably fits more into your brotherhood lineup than he does into my sibling lineup, to be honest. And so does my sister. I'm the fairest one out of all of them. But I think um, I, I've never personally kind of suffered or seen colorism, and I think I haven't seen it. I believe it's there. I do believe it's there, and I believe that I haven't seen it because obviously I am of a fairer tone. Um, but just to touch on Naya's point, I went to school in Putney. I was the black one in the school. So, you know, um, there were like there were lighter kids than I were than I was there. There were mixed race kids that were lighter than I was. Um and when I went into secondary school it was a massive culture shock. Um but I look at my kids now and their skin tone's absolutely beautiful and I'm glad that they're darker than me and I'm glad they've got everything that these girls out here are dying to get, do you know what I mean? Like, so, so, and they've got it naturally and, and I think they're absolutely beautiful. And for me, um, I've seen over a generation that my family's from uh, Jamaica, but obviously there's um, a lot of Indian in my, my dad's side of the family. And I've seen my family go from black to white, um, meaning that, you know, like my uncles and my aunties have got with fairer people or white people and their kids are getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, I think I'm the only branch within my family where the kids have got darker. Um, and I think that's a massive thing. Like when you look at it as a whole in your family tree, that's a huge thing because they do that in societies. They do that in countries where they change the variables of what black people look like and it changes in such a wide way that yeah they're still black but they're they're kind of you know in only certain situations are they the darker ones or the lighter ones it depends on what society you're in who you're with and um what situation you're in whether you're black mixed race or whatever do you know what I mean if that makes sense I don't know if that does make sense but kind of so I've kind of seen my family like shift from one skin tone to another in in a general sense of the word in three generations yeah in three generations yeah yeah yeah. so um I think that's quite an interesting point and if we look at kinds of people's families black families like and who they choose as partners which is a different subject um you know is which way you know it goes and kind of uh, what if that if colorism is injected into a family and how people are viewed within that situation. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You can see it in, in a lot of families, actually. But um, to conclude, I would like to ask, what do you guys think that the future holds for black people? Do you think things are changing? Do you think things are going backwards? Do you think there's a lot of progression for us? I'll take this first stab at this because... I think someone touched on it earlier um, and said uh, it's different times today. And I think there are different times today. We've obviously got this movement going on right now. I don't want to call it BLM because I'm not too 
100 with that organization. But there are different opportunities. You've got, the, as I mentioned before, the entrepreneur age, and we can do a lot for ourselves. However, we don't own banks. We don't own any airlines. We don't own any boats. Um, so there's a long way to go before we can truly have our own voice. But I think we've seen, especially with the George Floyd situation in America and some of the situations over here in the UK, that we need to start thinking differently. We need to start owning stuff and owning our own future. And with one voice and controlling our own black pound and recycling the black pound, that we will be able to, like some other communities, um, I'm not going to mention, but Wiley has already, um, control their own narrative. So that's something we need to start thinking about and doing. And I think there will, with that will come greater opportunities. Um, and I think it's slowly happening in the media, as we've seen um, in sport and in other places, but it's not fully happened. There's, there are definitely not equal opportunities out there right now. Well, you're pro-black, and I think that's wrong. I'm pro-black. Well, that's what, it, that's what it would come across and sound like. So everything you just said, to me, doesn't sound pro-black. It's, it, what you're saying to me is, we need to build ourselves up as a, a, a race and as people so we're on an equal balance with the rest of society. But what you've just said to someone that's not within your society, your race or your of the same ilk as you, you just sounded very yeah, pro, and you know pro-black. What? It's right. You're going to get me chucked off of Twitter like Wiley now. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100 with you. So you, I tried to dance around it and you want me to spell it out. So I'm going to spell it out. Not for you, but for... I'm going to spell it out because it's not even being on the evil kill. Why are we the lowest rung? We have always been the lowest rung. We will continue to be the lowest rung unless we make a positive change and change our narrative. And it's not even about equality. It's about having our own voice and our own economy, Right. We had it when we were in Africa, and we don't have it now. We didn't choose to come out of Africa. We didn't choose to go to the Caribbean. We didn't choose directly to come to England. We came to England for opportunity because we were part of the Commonwealth. So now we need to control our narrative. We've got enough experience, enough knowledge now, enough understanding of the systemic racism and conditioning. We need to start thinking for ourselves. And if that sounds racist... Well, so be it. It's not racist, it's pro-black. And this is the difference, right? It's not black lives matter or what about all lives matter. No, no one said all lives didn't matter. We're just saying black lives matter. And until we make that a true focal point, how can we expect others to make it a, a focal point? Fair play. And I hope um, people outside of um, your racial group understand that because I think it's a very... Uh, massive speaking point and it's a massive wall as well and as soon as you start speaking like that it's now that we don't want to be part of society we want to be better than society or we want more than society offers but no we get less than society offers and have been getting less than society offers and have been the most oppressed uh held back uh targeted uh racial group ever 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 and it and even with all of that look what we've done yeah you know so i think that's the the real problem and issue is that if we was actually to be equal what could we achieve 
Yeah, I think that's a really important point. I think that's just all what we all want as well, is just to be equal to everyone else. Like our Andrew said, we're not saying that we're more important than you guys are or that the rest of everyone else is. We're just saying that we want to be the same as everyone else. We want the same opportunities. We want the same pay. We don't want to be We don't want to be a victim because a lot of people think we want to be victims. We don't want to be a victim. We just want to be level for everyone else. And I think the younger generations, like other, not just the black race, I think other, place, other races are really understanding that as well because you could see by like the protests and things like that that was going on. It was very diverse. So I think the future is more positive than it was in the past for black people. But I think like our children and probably our grandchildren will still, like Gen Z, will still have to fight. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever be equal though, to be honest. I really don't. We'll... Nope. Okay, I've got a question for everybody. Why do, are we happy with, with being known as black people? Or would we like to be called brown people or some other type? Uh, why, are we happy with uh, why are we No, happy as far as I'm concerned, black? a child would not say that your your skin is black. Me and Kay had this conversation. I said you're a, you're a black child. He said no, I'm not black. I'm brown. And I and I 100 agree with him. As we are brown people, we're not black. Black is black is like black. The screen black. I think yeah. that's a racist term, to be honest. Yeah, I think being I called black is a yeah because, uh, but then we could say the same as as white. But then I don't white. But they're happy to be called white because they're happy to be called white because white is looked at as uh, pure. It's looked at as positive. Yeah, yeah. Everything about the word black is negative. Everything, you know. You give me a term, like give me a, the the first term that comes to your mind. Uh, the first black term that comes to your mind. Black is beautiful. Yeah, sorry. sorry, Dave. That's, that is what comes to my mind. Not, I'm not even... Yeah, right. But other than that, the next thing we're going to go on to is Black Magic. Yeah, we're stunning the dark. Black, Black Friday. Black Friday. Black male. Black sheep. Black male. Yeah, you understand what I'm trying to say? Everything that follows the word black, is the majority of it is negative. So why would we want to be deemed as... I don't care if we're so black, we're blue at the end of the day. Like, I don't believe we should be defined by a negative term. Not that I'm not proud to be a black man, but I'm not proud to be a black man with, uh, uh, with black meaning uh, being a, a negative or derogatory term. It's, I think it's how they've used it. How they've yeah. used black is different yeah. to kind of what we think as black. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just to knock us again now, isn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't mind being called black. I actually don't. I know a lot of... I, I get it, and I get what everyone's saying, black male, black magic, all that. But I don't mind it being called black at all. It doesn't... When I was younger, I went and forget that I said to you, I'm not black, I'm brown, and you told me off. Because so. I... <laughs> yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> no, but you know what? It is, it's, a, it's a real thing, and I think there are many different angles we can look, take this from. And it's obviously why people use the N-word to try and use a negative as a positive, and that's how we have to use this word at the moment. And there's totally valid points as to why we potentially shouldn't use it. But you know what? I think that's for pod two on colorism and racism. Yes, this has been a very long pod, so I think everyone's tired now. Kenzo's begging me for food. He keeps crying. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but I think we should wrap it up here. <laughs>
<laughs> it's been a very interesting and deep pod. Thank you all for joining me and Uncle Andrew tonight to share your thoughts and your feelings. Um, we're going to conclude with a lovely poetry point from Tyrell. This poem is called Fault. He was assigned to a post for a code he truly didn't understand, but give blood for a piece of this land, the same land where they cough up the black hand, getting all physical. Now shit's getting all mental, because black lives seem to matter now. But I still notice the subliminal, shot on the media as criminals, and you think I didn't know? Tis you that is the fool. But he never really paid attention in school, because he was too busy hanging out with the boys that be holding the tools, throwing pennies at the wall. Felt like the top boy because of the company he knew. Till shit hit the fan, now his back's against the wall. So, it's either him or you. Because out here, it's survival of the fittest. But he wasn't fast enough. Now he swims in a pool of his own blood, waiting for the arrival of the niggas that he calls blood. But this game doesn't come with a revival. So rest in peace, fool. Because we just lost another black boy to the cycle. What, what?